so the Vatican has announced that there will be, in response to the bishops of the Ukraine, a consecration of Russia and the Ukraine. And so social media in the Catholic world has exploded with all kinds of comments about it. And I feel it might be important to shed, at least attempt to shed a little light on what is happening. First of all, things are not reconsecrated. So once I bless or consecrate a chalice that's used in the mass um, or an altar, it is not consecrated again unless it's been desecrated. There was that horrible story in Louisiana, I think, last year or two years ago about some immoral activity that happened on an altar. In that case, it is reconsecrated. But normally a thing is not consecrated again, but people are, and nations can be. So when the Vatican announced that it would be consecrating Russia, the social media has exploded saying, is this a consecration or a reconsecration? Depending upon if you believe Russia had been consecrated in the beginning or prior by John Paul. So <clears throat> a lot of questions have arose. But in any event, the, the Vatican will be doing this on March 25th, which is the anniversary 38 years ago when John Paul's consecration um, of the world and what he stated was intended Russia was done. So the first thing that we have to look at is the fact that the, the Vatican is not making the statement here that they believe that Russia was never consecrated to begin with. We're not to take it that way. Um, even though it could look that way, again, people and nations can be reconsecrated all the time, especially seeing that he picked, the Vatican picked that day. Now, what is interesting is whether or not we believe Russia has been consecrated or not goes back to Fatima. Now, remember, Fatima happened in 1917. One of the things that I don't think people realize is things a lot of times, biblical, um, private revelation, prophecy happen in patterns. In, 19, excuse me, in 1517, there was a, a revolt against specifically the Catholic Church in the Protestant Reformation. It was an attack specifically on the Catholic Church. 200 years later, in 1717, Freemasonry was founded. And that was an attack on all of Christianity, not just Catholicism. Then in 1917, there was the communist and Marxism and Bolshevik revolution, which was not only an attack on Catholicism, Christianity, but God himself. So in 1517, you have attack in the Protestant Reformation on Catholicism. In 1717, with Freemasonry, you have attack on Christianity. 
On 1917, you have attack on God himself. You can see what Satan is clearly doing. He knows his time is short. People always send me letters, Father Chris, stop shouting. I can't help it. I get, I get passionate about our faith, about our Lord. Um, I can't help that. I, I can't. It's, it's my life. Um, it's what I do. But they always say that God wins and there's nothing to worry about. And in one sense, this is true. But we are trying to minimize the casualties in the process. We won World War II. It was a just war. But the objective was to minimize the number of casualties as much as possible. Satan is kicking up. He knows his time is short. And he's trying to take as many souls as he can with him. Now, the message of Fatima is actually not three secrets. The message of Fatima is one secret in three parts. The first part of the message of Fatima is a vision of hell, where poor sinners will go if we don't turn to God. So that, that's a direct response to what we just said in the casualties. These casualties are real. And we are the officers that have been assigned. You are, even if your mission is only sitting at home and offering sufferings and prayers. So the first vision of Fatima, or the first secret, or first part of the secret of Fatima was a vision of hell where casualties will be if we continue on our wayward path. The secret part of the secret involves Russia. The second secret or part, second part of the secret was Mary saying a great war, a war greater than this, because remember 1917 was World War I, and Mary said a greater war will happen if, always contingent, if mankind does not do prayer and penance and she said specifically, and this is where a lot of people are confused, Mary did not formally ask in 1917 for the consecration of Russia. She said, God will ask. Because again, a lot of letters saying, Father, Mary could not have mentioned the Soviet Union. She had to mention Russia because there was no Soviet Union yet. Yes, this is true. Soviet Union didn't come till a few years later. But the point is when Mary did formally ask for the consecration, Sister Lucy was in Spain. It was over a decade later. So in the second secret, Our Lady asked or first warned that if mankind doesn't change, there will be a greater war. And in fact, there was. That war was World War II. Later, the third secret was about martyrdom, suffering. The Holy Father will suffer much from the church. There was a vision of the bishop in white uh, who would be shot. But remember, Pope Benedict has said in private revelation, prophecy is not set in stone. Mary always spoke in contingencies. If we don't do this, 
then something will happen. We already believe that there's been some mitigation because that third part of the secret, which involved the shooting of the bishop in white, believe, many believe it was John Paul's assassination attempt. Well, we all know he didn't die from that assassination attempt. So right there is the impact that we can have through prayer and penance. Now, looking at how this all fits together, what does it mean today when the Vatican says it will now consecrate Russia and the Ukraine? Well, first of all, this is very good. There's a lot of graces. There is a lot of um, um, gift from this act. And so the first thing we must say is that this is good. But with both sides continuously discussing whether Russia's not been consecrated or not, I think the best thing to mention is this. In the words to Sister Lucy, it was made very clear by, by Jesus that the consecration would be late, even, even if it was done would be very late and Russia would have already spread her errors around the world. Jesus specifically equated it to the King of France. In 1689, the King of France was asked through the revelations of the Sacred Heart, which all connects to divine mercy. In 1689, the King of France was asked to consecrate France to the Sacred Heart and did not do it for 100 years was prompted to consecrate France to the Sacred Heart, did not do it. 100 years later to the day, Louis XVI lost his head in the French Revolution. The French Revolution was one of the most very detrimental um, to Christianity. Notice the date, 1789, after the 1717 founding of Freemasonry. Now, our Lord said that don't be like France. Don't be like the king of France because the consequences of not doing this are dire. We all know that there were many attempts to consecrate Russia, but they failed in one aspect or another. Pius XII tried it. <clears throat> John Paul actually attempted multiple times but at one point his letter to the bishops was late because remember, Mary had pointed out that this had to be done in union with the bishops and they had to order the bishops to participate. Well, in first few of those attempts, that was not done. And so finally on March 25th, 1984, when the uh, John Paul made this consecration, it was then finally in line or in union with the bishops, but then many say he didn't specifically mention Russia. Now, the question is, does that impact the consecration? As we have said before in our Saturday talks, whether or not that did or not, the Vatican has stated in its document of June 25th, 2000, that it has been consecrated. But again, whether or not you believe that, the fact is that it is late. 
And the fact is that the consecration, um, being so late, like the king of France, our Lord was displeased. Russia then had spread her errors. Now, whether or not we believe of what's happening um, to be the first consecration or the second, it really, as I've pointed out many times, and some of you have heard this, we cannot forget Mary gave two parts. There's really an importance here because Mary said in order for Russia to be converted, she had to be consecrated, but we had to do our part the first Saturdays. If you listen to nothing else that I say here today, know the two things Mary asks of each of one of us. We are not involved in the consecration of Russia. And many people are already getting down on this consecration going to happen on March 25th because they're saying it's not in union with the bishops. I think that's an accurate statement. The Pope has said, I will consecrate Russia and the Ukraine, but, and sorry, this is just my personal opinion, why we would not ask the, every bishop of the world to be involved with it, I don't know. Because then you're at least, even whether Russia has been consecrated by John Paul or not, now you are consecrating it. So the Vatican, by stating we will consecrate Russia on March 25th, are we falling right back into the same problem? At one time, we had the consecration mentioned with Russia, but it was not in union with the bishops. And the other time, we had it in union with the bishops, but the Russia was not consecrated. Now we're back to mentioning Russia, but we're not in union with the bishops. Yay, yay, yay. So my personal opinion is why the Vatican didn't say every bishop Remember, Mary said that the Holy Father is to order the bishops to do this. It doesn't mean they all have to. That would probably be impossible. Some could be sick. Some could be unconscious in a coma. Others could be um, whatever. But why we don't ask all the bishops to be united. And so I beg all bishops, please join with the Holy Father in praying of this consecration to fulfill Mary's request. Now, like I said, though, it's not, the Vatican is not saying that this means that the consecration of John Paul was invalid. In fact, they've said the opposite. But I want to finish with what Mary asked each and one of us to do. We have no control over whether or not Russia was consecrated. You don't, I don't. God never asks us morally and holds us morally responsible when we have no free will control over something. We have no control over whether Russia was consecrated or not. We do have control over the second part that Mary asked. Daily pray the rosary and make the five first Saturdays. Mary has stress that <clears throat> Jesus stressed that when he appeared to sister Lucy in the 1930s, I think it was 1939. And Jesus said, I want this so that the world will see 
Mary's role. You know, I have learned so much about this Five First Saturdays since we started this as Marian Fathers and you've been joining us. Prior to that, I never really understood the value of the Five First Saturdays. You know, it was about this make reparation for the blasphemies of Mary. And I thought, well, there's no real blasphemies of Mary. You know, we were born and raised Catholic. We have our Mary statues. You know, we pray the Hail Mary. I had no idea until we started doing those first Saturdays how much this is needed. You all can't see it because we have to unfortunately delete it. But the comments that come online on Mary are not just disrespect, they're vile, they're hatred. Now, I, I should be clear that for every one of those, there's many beautiful supporting comments of Mary, and those are the ones you see. But the comments that call her a whore, that call her satanic, we delete. You don't even see them. But if I have ever changed my opinion about a devotion, it's these first five Saturdays. And never in my wildest dream would I ever have imagined there is such hatred and vile disdain for anybody in this world than there is for Mary from what I've read in these comments. I just couldn't understand it. And then one of my brothers said, it's simple, it's demonic. And all of a sudden it made sense to me. So Jesus wants these five first Saturdays. And he says he wants it so that the world will see the role of Mary. And those five first Saturdays are what we Marians have been promoting now for almost two years. Please join us every first Saturday. Because remember, the two parts Mary asks you to do is pray the rosary daily and do the five first Saturdays. Pray the rosary daily and do the five first Saturdays. That is what we are to do. And finally, I'm sorry I'm going long, but the connection is so powerful with today's gospel. Why is it? Because you can also read in our comments that everybody has their own version of prayer for what's going on in the Ukraine. I admit, so do I. I admit that I've gotten up here and said, regardless of what bad things have happened in the Ukraine, it doesn't justify an unjust invasion the conditions number one, condition two, and condition four of the just war theory have been violated, according to the church. Whether or not you feel that Ukraine deserves this because of their liberal views, whether or not we all have our intent in our prayer. And I even said, well, you know, this is clear intent. Putin wants to control energy. China wants to control trade. It'll be world domination. I've looked at that and said, it's still true. But then this gospel hit me this morning. What is the message of this gospel? Jesus makes it clear. Do you know what you're asking? Okay, here's what's happening. John and James, they go up and basically their mother intercedes and says, I want these boys to sit at your right hand. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. 
I want these boys to sit at your right and your left hand when you enter into glory. And Jesus said, do you know what you're asking? Who was at Jesus' right hand and his left hand when he entered into glory? Two men nailed to the cross. The thief, the bad thief, and the good thief. So if they're demanding, I'm going to be at your right and left as you enter into your glory, Jesus says, do you know what you're asking? Because who was at my right and my left as I entered into glory? It was the two men crucified to the cross. You too will be crucified. You will have to drink the chalice of suffering. Now we know James did. He was the first martyr of the apostles around 44 AD. I think he was beheaded. John was a different, he didn't get martyred in a sense. He was boiled in oil, but he survived. John ended up living a full life, but bore much suffering on Patmos. He was enslaved, I think. So Jesus is saying, be careful what we ask for. And a lot of times, the best thing for us is that God doesn't give us what we want. So the message I feel to this passage of the Bible is that let us not pray for what we think should happen in Ukraine. Let us not pray for what we think should happen with the consecration. Let us not pray that we, we think it should be done by the Vatican. Let us not pray what we think the Ukraine and Russia should do. We don't know what we're asking. Let us pray that God's will be done. That's it. That prayer is a lot easier and that prayer is a lot shorter. Just pray God's will be done. He'll take care of the rest. In the words that Jesus gave to Blessed Consolata Bertoni, you worry only about loving me and I will take care of everything else to the smallest detail. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. 
That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.